Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 204 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are we doing today, Lauren? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're we're getting getting through things. My um my doctor's appointment was like last week about my throat because I think I said last time about the fact that I'm dealing with throat problems. We did, yes. And I had, had a discussion. Yeah, and I had a um a camera shoved up my nose, and apparently, like it's nothing. It's nothing serious, but it's just just some lovely acid reflux and stuff. Pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. They basically said that people who get pregnant sometimes get it, and then it just kind of goes away after a while. But um, I, I'm not pregnant right now. Like post-pregnancy, some people get it. Don't worry, guys. Not have another baby anytime soon. But we did also find out an interesting fact that when women have babies, their their vocal range changes. Yeah, yeah. We found that out actually, like through another YouTube video or something, didn't we? That um. They were talking about why Beyonce can't sing the songs yeah, that she used to sing anymore. Why she can't hit the notes anymore. And it's because like when you have a baby, they completely ruin your body. It's great. That's something that they don't tell you. The more you know, guys, if you get pregnant, babies destroy your whole body, not just your vagina. Useful information for all our male listeners. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, like think, think about it and respect your woman. <laughs> there we go. Um, so <laughs> after end. that brief uh, health update, uh, today we're going to be talking about Gamescom or, well, kind of, mm. because, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're going to be going through some questions. Mm. Before we do that, though, it's time for some Patreon shout outs. So here is a shout out for all our executive producers. I'm going to start with Nahi Klablawi. Guide Seeker. Chris Morales. Michael Graham. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tori Patrick. Fayez Bilal. Louis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Mohamed Koyam. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. David Calrow. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. Janik Naud at Janik Naud. Freya Stella. And Hunter Morgan. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you all. Okay, so yeah, Gamescom. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave that a very lukewarm uh, <laughs> introduction because it was kind of lukewarm. Very lukewarm. I think, though, I mean, obviously, uh, we know that the 7 remake is coming out in March. Mm-hmm. And I think we as in Laura and I, uh, based on kind of what happened with the Final Fantasy uh, 15, I said the Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> because I'm so used to saying remake, uh, with Final Fantasy 15, they once they announced that release date, they went all guns blazing, yeah, crazy announcements all the time, uh, anything they could possibly do to try and get uh, hype up. They're not really doing that with the 7 remake in the same way. Mm-hmm. So I guess our expectation was going to be that they would have... Uh, a, a decent showing at Gamescom. They'd yeah. announced some new stuff that we hadn't seen at E3, but they just haven't done that. No. It's basically just been E3 for people in Europe. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of crazy when you think about the fact that, you know, the game is going to be out in March. Yeah. Like, it's going to be out in March. Like, what is the next other... Well, I guess that's the thing. They said sort of like, see you, see you at TGS, but, you know, they really only have TGS 
to go. Yeah, and there's a couple of little shows. There'll be there's Pax's kind of here and yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. There's there's little shows that they'll be doing in between then. But um, like of the big ones, the yeah. really really big ones, they really only have one left. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think I say like from our expectations, obviously we were hoping for to hear more about the stuff because obviously we we're kind of in the know about things. We're very ingrained. But I think I also was looking at, uh, so play, the, the official PlayStation blog did a 11 things we learned about the 7 remake at mm-hmm. Gamescom. And I was looking at it thinking, none of this is new. Yeah. They had literally just rehashed the same thing they did at E3. But looking at the comments, only I'd say, I don't know, like 10% of people had picked up on that. Mm. For most of the people that were reading it, it was brand new information because they hadn't seen it during E3. So I think Square and and PlayStation were really looking at this as, yeah, like a a, a take two. Let's just show the same thing again. Just really ingrain it in people that this is kind of what it's about. Really keep consistent with that messaging uh, and not push anything else out there. Just just keep it keep it safe. Keep it consistent because everyone's going to know about this game anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like there are a lot of people who who aren't really too tuned up in what is going on with regards to Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just strange. I just think it's really, it's also really strange that they're keeping such a tight sort of um, restraint on the demo. Like, they really, it it's being shown behind closed doors still, essentially. Like, it's um, only a few not not everyone who went to Gamescom could could play it. You well, still had to wait in line for yeah, like ages. From what I remember, they had 72 kiosks set up. Mm. But you have to consider there's like 200,000 people going to Gamescom. Yeah, so and it's the not demo, a ton. I think it's probably about 20 minutes. Mm. So yeah, there's only going to be, well, like 72 times 20. No, what am I talking about? Let's say there's like six hours long Gamescom. There's only going to be so many people that can play it. Mm. It is not going to be in the thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just really bizarre that they are being so hush-hush about it. That's a good thing, though, really, if it. you think about the other way around, because people are going to be walking around the show floor seeing these huge queues to play this game, mm-hmm. and they're going to be thinking, wow, this game must be really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think you can look at it from both sides, because obviously they did have, like, 72 consoles set up is a lot. That is. That, that will, they, they had a lot of space. And I think, as I said, for me, this Gamescom was really about just kind of cementing what they already had down mm. and allowing a different range of people to play it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the behind the closed doors thing, like obviously all the cameras... Uh, weren't allowed like filming wasn't allowed or anything yeah i I did see someone managed to smuggle well, not, not so much smuggle like they they published it yeah without, I, don't, I guess without really thinking about what they were doing mm-hmm. and yeah pretty much it seemed very similar to the e3 demo if not it was the e3 demo yeah but yeah yeah, yeah it's just i think yeah it, it's just square enix in general aren't they they're they're very they're very, very, very protective of their brand, which I just, I just find bizarre. Well, it's it's also Nomura, uh, yeah. And like, and I think we got so used to the way that Tabata was doing things with yeah. with Fifteen, where he was so transparent, always talking about everything, releasing demos with games. Yeah. Whereas with Kataze and Nomura, don't 
they don't do that they're, they're very much, old-fashioned yeah they're much more uh kind of exclusive in the way they do things mm-hmm. and i guess in some ways we've been spoiled mm-hmm. around that but yeah i mean i think that there's both ways because i still remember like everyone got really annoyed with uh 15 because there was so little information over that eight year period yeah where we just heard nothing and then tabata went the other way and was doing stuff all the time and people were getting annoyed about that because they didn't have a break from learning new stuff about 15 yeah it's true it's true i mean i still don't think that square enix has really found the happy medium of of release information because yeah i mean it's just it's just the fact that we've only seen one one teeny tiny bit of this of this part. Like we've literally pretty much just seen the um escape from the um escape from the Shinra um oh why is the words reactor. words reactor it's the opening bombing Oh my goodness. I know. I just don't know why words are escaping me today. Um, yeah, so we saw like little bits of the opening bombing mission and like a little bit with Aerith and Tifa and that type of thing. But it's just like, there's so much more to Midgar than that. Like they haven't shown any Turks, you know, like anything. And I wonder if that's kind of what they're going to save for TGS because they've got to have reveals for like Rufus. I know. I know they don't want to reveal like too much but oh they did have a shinra shinra hq though you walk in, around it and they showed yeah. off a bit of the concept art but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It. that's it so it just kind of yeah, makes like, me feel hojo, uneasy ho- like seeing how hojo looks now is going to be so crazy oh, it's going to be really weird it's really going to be strange um i would also well we did see like a little bit of the motorcycle so maybe we have seen a lot i'm just i'm just like my brain is slowly updating itself it's like that sort of loading screen where like everything's sort of like coming trickling in again yeah i mean like we obviously haven't played but, the final game so we don't know how much and that's the thing like we, yeah we don't it's like when you see spoilers and trailers but you don't know, know. they're a spoiler because you haven't played the game yet i know i know but i would love it if they could release the the um the gameplay video the gameplay demo that they have at the trade shows at currently yeah i don't understand the harm in in doing that because there is, there is a thing of like, you know, you can play it at home, but people would still be really willing to play it out in public as well. Or just but, release, you know. a, release a video of someone playing the demo. Yeah. That's fine yeah. as well. Yeah. But no, they want to be secretive. Oh, well. Anyways. um, So yeah, it was a bit disappointing and there really wasn't anything at all. I mean, even Final Fantasy fourteen, you obviously had the Titania battle, which um, a lot of our friends have done. And yeah, they they usually have some kind of challenge going yeah. on. At, at, you can um, get a shirt Gamescom from because there's a lot of German people who play MMOs. Yeah, um, it's obviously a big PC gaming culture. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I guess, I guess I was kind of expecting them to have something in one of the the conferences because obviously Jeff Keighley had his big conference at the start, which was kind mm-hmm. of like the opening of Gamescom. And they did have numerous games featured in that. There was a lot of people watching. And that's where Kojima um, did a lot of stuff around Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. But again, he didn't show off. Like, uh, everything he showed off was very disparate. Like, yeah. we now know that you can have weeing in a video game. It's true. It's true. I'm I'm being Nomura-ist. I really, like, Hideo Kojima has, has shown as little, if not even 
less of Death Stranding. We show bits every now and again, but you literally have no idea what is going on what is going on no you have people feeling boobs like and umbilical cords and babies baby baby baby. baby. look at the baby (laughs) look at the baby it's so funny so cute look at the baby um just say again look at the baby (laughs) Uh, but like yeah i mean man that game that game is just I don't know if I'll be able to play it actually because of like, babies. I really want to, but like it's just because you we found out that it's like going to be about like stillborns and babies and stuff, and like yeah, my heart. I don't know. I'm well, gonna be I mean, really devastated. From what just I gather, like, it's it's a walking simulator. Yeah, <laughs> you're walking around America. You're trying to connect people mm-hmm. and babies. Yeah, it's a Norman Reedus simulator. I imagine this is what he does in his free time. Yeah carrying around babies and has meters to tell him how much <gasps> oh, urine is and the fact that the baby starts crying when you fall down you gotta, oh, gotta try and calm it down <laughs> oh the little baba oh so cute but anyway um so yeah i guess i was hoping <laughs> i'm just bringing it back here yeah hoping that we would get to see something during that during that kind of setting but no uh no. but what square enix did do though was they announced a release date for the final fantasy VIII remaster it's a lot sooner than people were expecting, I think, uh, mm-hmm. because it's coming out in a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it caught a lot of people by surprise. But Square Enix did say that they were going to start doing that. that they were going to be announcing things a lot closer to the, rela- <laughs> to the release dates now. Good job, Square Enix. I know, they, they finally Good learned their job, lesson after buddy. about 10, 15 years. I know. Bless them. Uh, yeah, that's that's just the going rate guys it's just 10 or 15 years that they just need to get updated with things so yeah it's coming out on the 3rd of september on yes. playstation 4 xbox on one Daryl's switch birthday. yeah my birthday oh yeah my birthday how nice and uh yeah pretty much every single platform the steam edition has unique features as always mm-hmm. uh and they also announced during this whole thing that final fantasy 8 has now sold 9.6 million copies Jeez. which means that it will surely pass 10 million with the release of this yeah like i mean four hundred thousand people are definitely going to buy this across all of those platforms yeah although there it has brought up a very interesting um discussion amongst fans in the sense that like it really does look i guess what's what's the word that i'm looking for cheap <laughs> is that the word i'm looking for um a lot of people have argued actually that uh whether or not it's actually worth the price that they're selling or worth what it is at all because it just essentially looks like an hd mod i mean i think if you're looking at it from a console perspective fine yeah but like as a pc uh person yeah gamer, like you can already you can already do all the stuff that it's that it's offering you can get really good mods that make them look really really high res and, and actually, I've seen, I mean, it's the, the whole music thing. You're, you're, is fine. you're always going to see a spectrum of opinions. Yeah. I've seen uh, some people, uh, well, a lot of people are really psyched about it, but there's some people saying they're really actually unhappy with the graphics because Squall is not Squall. Mm. So it's Dissidia Squall, mm. but it's not Final Fantasy VIII Squall. And Nomura obviously redesigned Squall uh, for Dissidia. Whereas if you look at the model uh, within the 8 remaster and compare it to the original concept and the original in-game of Squall, like his hair is completely different, his face is different. 
with Laguna as well. They literally have just taken his Dissidia model and just put it in the game. Other characters like Warden Kiros look good, but I think there's definitely some contention there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also like with the backgrounds, they've done some filtering on them to make them upscale a bit better, mm-hmm. but like they could have done a lot better. I think they're saying that like, you know, AI... Uh, you know, like the ones they did with Final Fantasy IX, where they yeah. just AI to improve the quality of the backgrounds. Yeah. Like, that technology is already out there. People are doing it in their spare time. Yeah, I think it's just the thing. I think Square Enix always cuts corners with their remaster um, in a lot of ways. And, like, it's it's just hard. Because, obviously, like, I really feel like this, this, this has to happen for console user- users. Because... It's not available on consoles at the moment, really. So the fact that it's going to be made available for them and it's going to be slightly better is going to be great. But yeah, for PC users, it's just kind of like, all right, I'm buying the same game. Really, yeah, it should just be like, if you already have this game in your library, just pay five pounds and then yeah, you I mean, can have it. That's kind of what people were just asking for, just to say, just some recognition that you've already bought it on the PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but, I think they're yeah. going to keep both versions live oh, on Steam yeah. as well. Yeah, so you more can... than likely. I mean, like that's weird as well because Last Remnant, they clearly took off. They took that off. Yeah. And then, you know... Um, Maybe they have taken this one and we just haven't seen it off. Yeah. Maybe they've taken this one off. I don't know. Either way, though, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind to it. Um, whether or not I buy it is another question. I really wish that they could have done a retranslation. I mean, I don't know if somebody's working on this already, but like, I wish that it was, that it was a bit bit better translated in my personal opinion. I guess from their perspective, if you're looking at it from the perspective of perspective, perspective, (laughs) Perspective. um, maybe they just see it as that kind of work of art. This is how it was, but then they're changing other aspects of it. So why wouldn't they just? improve the translations well yeah i mean like it's a work of art but it's a work of art in japanese that they're remastering that they're remastering so it's just kind of like i wish that they could that they could do that for us because we did get kind of gypped by the fact that school just says whatever i mean granted there's a lot of people who probably would be like well why is he not saying whatever anymore like what's going on but like he has so much dialogue they could always just do what they did with the soundtracks though and just toggle yeah. Like, which one do you want? Do you want the original PlayStation translations or do you want the remaster translations? Mm. I did hear rumors that people were thinking that there was going to be voice acting in this one, but I don't know. False. Yeah, it's false. Have they confirmed it now? Yes. Yeah. It was a mistake by the person who was working on the website. Oh, great. Good job. Yeah. Congrats. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, Gamescom rounded out. Yeah. It was kind of a bit... A bit muted from a Final Fantasy perspective. But TGS is in a few weeks' time. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, so hopefully we'll have more stuff. Yeah. it's we. I mean, like, we can be disappointed now, but in a couple of weeks' time, we're probably going to be going like, yay, so much cool stuff to talk about. I know. It's kind of a shame. I don't want to... I feel like whenever we talk about this stuff, we're always, like, on a down note, except for when Final Fantasy VII Remake was... Um, when the newest trailers were revealed, we were just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And, the and now we're just kind of like... Why haven't they shown anything else? Why? But no, I I'm hoping I'm hoping that TGS will be will be more fun. But yeah, so questions, Lauren. 
Do you want to take the first one? I will take the first one. The first one is from Pokemon Trainer J, who is also a Patreon supporter. So thank you. Um, if we got another Final Fantasy character added to Smash Brothers, who would you want to be added? I don't know because neither of us play Smash <laughs> that much. Well, I I used to play Smash. I played um I played N sixty four. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, show my age then, Daryl's. Honestly, <laughs> make me feel old. Why don't you? <laughs> I think that's the one I played as well. But um, I mean, yeah, I well, Daryl. We, we do have this ongoing thing where I'm really tempted to get a Switch, especially because of Ali, in which case I would probably get Smash. And who would you want in the game? Uh, well, at the moment, it's Cloud, right? Um, yes. I mean, I Sephiroth think, would be an obvious candidate, but I yeah, feel like Squall would be cool as well. Squall would be cool. Um, I would want somebody a bit different. Like, it's it's so basic of me, but I would say, like, Gunner Yuna would be fun. Just a gunner, like somebody who shoots. I think that would be that would be fun. Um, Queena would be hilarious just because she would just eat people like Kirby. Yeah, that'd who be I could so see good. them doing. Also, with a massive fork. Yeah, um, that'd be so good. I could see them adding lightning. Yeah, I know. I was, I had lightning on my tongue and I was just like, Just yeah, as long as it's but... not Noctis, because I think that would be really basic. Yeah, yeah. I've seen enough of Noctis. Oh, or if they if they did Ignis and then had him make recipes... That could work. He could turn people into recipes. <laughs> I've found a new... I've come up with a new recipe. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But see, that's the thing. They're always going to go for the cash one, aren't they? The one that will make them the most money. Yeah. <gasps> Kenny the Crow! Kenny Crow! Please! Oh, my goodness. I would pay good money for Kenny Crow. I think... I mean, we still have people looking at our April Fool's Day video now. Yeah, the legend of Kenny Crow. <laughs> so good. Okay, so our next question is from Guide Seeker, also a Patreon supporter. Uh, and they want to know that since Square Enix are making a lot of Final Fantasy remakes, and I would also say they've been doing a lot of Dragon Quest ones too, uh, would you like to see them revitalize franchises like Legacy of Kane and Gex and Pandemonium? Yes, yes, and yes. Boom. There we go. Done. I love Gex. Oh, Gex was one of my favorite platformers growing up. That's such a good game. I, I, I just love how sassy he is. And no, he's great. Um, Kane, a Legacy of Kane as well. I always loved the designs in that game. Like, yeah, I think I had a demo of it growing up and I just loved playing it. Pandemonium, Pandemonium I don't know much about though. It was a... Yeah, I remember actually playing a demo. I never played the full game, but it was always in demos mm. uh, in shops. They always just had it uh, mm. set up in kiosks. Um, but it's uh, it's like it's it's published by the people that made Tomb Raider, Crystal Dynamics. Uh, okay. But I've, I looked at it, I actually didn't notice, but it's made by a company called Toys for Bob. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of think one of those things where like you wouldn't expect a company like that made a game in 1996 like that to still be going mm. without knowing who they are. Yeah. But I'd never heard of that company before. Oh, and I recognize that. Yeah, it's um, like the, the Jester. Logo, yeah. But they, um, yeah, apparently Toys for Bob are still going. They just recently worked on the Spyro Reignited and, and Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Hmm. Good on them, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But no, to answer your question. Now, technically, that's what the Square Enix Collective was supposed to be for. Yeah. There was two avenues of it. They One was that people could pitch unique ips uh, and then have it uh crowdfunded and the other was that square enix opened up all of their old ips and development studios around the world 
could pitch concepts mm. to work on those games. As far as I'm aware, hard, like that just hasn't happened. Mm. The only game I think that got greenlit was Fear Effect. Uh, I can't remember what the the subtitle of the game was, but from what I remember, it got critically panned. So, <laughs> I mean, as much as I think it would be great for them to do that, there's no, I don't think there's anyone that worked on those games still around. Like mm. with, at least with Square Enix, um, a lot of the stuff they still have, uh, and with the especially with the kind of the ports and um, the, the RPG stuff, there's a lot of people around that are kind of synonymous with them. They're they're doing a good job with that. But I think with the Western ones, it's a really different situation. Yeah. I don't know too many companies that actually do go through the process of remastering in the West. Mm. I don't know of any. Well, I mean, obviously they do like the upgraded versions. Yeah, like they went Naughty through Dog. the whole like HD oh, collections sorry. thing. Yeah, like Naughty Dog um, obviously did uh, Last of Us 4. And we also did just mention that Toys for Bob have just done Spyro Reignited and Crash yeah, Bandicoot yeah, and Saint yeah. So there's, but, they're getting there. But they're quite rare. I don't think mm. they happen too often of like bringing back a PlayStation 1 game and kind of remastering it for the PlayStation 4. Mm, yeah, maybe not any, maybe, I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but yeah, hopefully. All right, our next one is from Serb, who asks, if Titus would become a soap, what kind of soap would he be? Now, I had to clarify here. Are we talking about soap as in the thing you wash yourself with or like a soap opera? I think it's probably a soap that you wash yourself with. I'm going to go with soap opera. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like Titus has a pretty soap opera-ish kind of story. Like, yeah. He's back. He's not back. Is he going to come back? He's back. Yeah, Romance. he could be a Days of Our Lives character. Yeah, it would be great, you know? Like, oh, he's faded away, but now like, he's back and he's faded away again. And like now Dr. He's got his Drake Ramore. That would be great. Yeah, fell down now. soap character. Um, but I haven't done actually watch any soap, so I don't know who he would be in a soap. Yeah, well, there wouldn't be anybody that fantastical or fantasy-like in a soap. But if we think about friends with Dr. Drake Ramore, he died and then came back to life. And Shu Yin. Yeah, the evil Shuyin. twin. Yeah, yeah, that totally would fit with that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna think that he's actually calling. He's actually talking about like soap, soap that you put on your skin. And I think he'd probably smell a lot my my sea my sea salt candle downstairs, just very beachy, very sweet, and um, like tropical. Nice. Yeah, he'd probably smell like the ocean, really. Yeah, like a nice ocean I can breeze. See that. Yeah. Okay, so our last question is from Echo, who said, looking at how the franchise has evolved in terms of both technology and setting, what would be the next logical step forward for the next main series entries, or at least Final Fantasy 16? Would you want a cheaper title that looks good but doesn't push boundaries, or something that's a much more beastly? I mean, it's hard. It's hard at the moment because Square Enix has kind of, kind of gone through that anyway. Like, they, I think, was it uh, Final Fantasy twelve that they just decided to nix the like FMVs, like the pretty FMVs, or was it 13? 13. They still had them in there, but they yeah. just kind of cut them down a yeah, lot. Yeah, they cut them down. So they do kind of look, quote unquote, cheap, even though they're not. Like they're they're still really good quality. But like, I mean, you compare like the Final Fantasy fifteen stuff to the FMVs that they used to do, and like maybe not in comparison in terms of like, the graphics of the FMVs in the past, yes, they're worse than they are now, but they still were really good for their time. And 
I don't think that they're ever going to go back to that because it just costs them too much money. Yeah, but I think Echo is more talking about the technological advances within the games themselves. Mm. So Final Fantasy XV was like really high up in terms of the things they were doing. They were working yeah. hand in hand with NVIDIA on lots of different like cutting edge technologies. Yeah, and the 7 Remake as well, they are like really pushing like visual boundaries. Mm. I think like, yeah... I mean, if we could have both, I would. I would want both, but I would rather, I would. I rather the game have a better story and be fun than have it look completely okay. I mean, I would say, I guess it depends on which audience they're going for. But Dragon Quest have gone all over the place with their graphics. They've mm-hmm. just they did like Dragon Quest Nine was a DS exclusive, I think. They have also released Dragon Quest Eleven on the DS uh, alongside um, the kind of home console version. So like graphics, yeah, like graphics are important, but I don't think they're the be all and end all. Like it's not. It's Final Fantasy was known for pushing technological boundaries, sure, but never to the detriment of the story they were trying to tell. Yeah, and it feels like in recent times they kind of lost that because. You think Final Fantasy Thirteen, for example, if you're looking at the core message of production that they had through production, they were quite a long way through when they did the Final Fantasy Seven tech demo in 2005. And they canned everything because they were like, oh, we could make this look so much better on the PlayStation 3 than the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. If they'd have just stuck with it on the PlayStation 2, they probably would have released the game in like 2007, mm. 2008. Mm-hmm. And then we would have had the next Final Fantasy coming out in like 2010, 2011, instead of them scrapping everything to try and make a new new looking game on this new system. Yeah. Final Fantasy Versus 13 went through the same problems as well. How many engine changes did they go through? I know. Kingdom Hearts 3 had the same thing. It delayed because they wanted to improve the graphics and change to a new engine. But with that being said... Of them, I think Kingdom Hearts 3 definitely did look the best. Well, we don't know what it would have looked like if they hadn't done that. No, sure. but I mean, in, as the end result, I think it definitely looked... Final Fantasy 15, I'd say, looks way better than Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know, because there's still some bits of Final Fantasy 15 that I feel look a bit... Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget that it wasn't really designed for the PlayStation 4. That was yeah. more designed for the PC. And on the PC, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of the best looking games out there. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, no, just basing it off of console... I think I prefer I prefer the look of but, I prefer the look of that. It's that whole thing. Like since they've started chasing technology in the wrong ways, yeah. they've kind of bitten off more than they can chew in some regards. But then maybe that's also partially personal taste because I I enjoyed the aesthetic of the design aesthetic of Kingdom Hearts three versus Final Fantasy fifteen. I hate when they try to make it look too realistic, and it's just like it's a fantasy game. Because like Noctis's hair looks weird. Like, it just looks weird to me. I just feel like it never, like, even when you just took pictures on the computer of, like, um, with the NVIDIA capture thing, like, it still just kind of looked a bit choppy and, like, not like actual hair. And I feel like it's better if, I, I, I feel like it's just, like, dressing up, dressing up a turkey type of thing where it's just, like, you know they can get away with things with the Kingdom Hearts 3 style, whereas they can't really with the Final Fantasy 15 style. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously they're going for the Western audience. They don't care so much about the Japanese audience. So graphics yeah. for them are 
it's always been something that they care a lot about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you could argue the brand name would carry it. So like if, if Final Fantasy 16 came out, I mean, like, you know, like Nintendo did it, right? Wind Waker, they changed the graphical style completely. Yeah. I know that that was one of the games that was very divisive because yeah. of it. But they haven't been afraid to do that. There's nothing to say that Final Fantasy has to always be at the pinnacle of graphics every no. single time. No. Or it has to be the same style. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy for them to kind of rest a little bit. But I think it's kind of rumored that... 16 is going to be towards the start of the next generation, right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, so, I mean, we'll we'll see what they come up with with that regard. I'm sure they'll be wanting it to be one of the better looking games coming out of that time. Um, but that's just, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's not important. Anyway, so that's kind of our questions. If you'd like to submit questions, then please head to our Discord server. You can find a link on the website, finfantasynew.com, and there's a big Discord logo on the right-hand side. We are a partner, so we have Yay! some perks associated Daryl to that. Daryl got to try on the hoodie. We got a hoodie the other day. It was nice. Yeah. It's very it's soft. very comfy, but oh my gosh, this weather is not right for it. Not hoodie weather, no. No, it's extremely hot. No. Daryl put it on and was just kind of like, I'm stuck. <laughs> so, Whoops. yeah. Um, music this episode is from Final Fantasy VIII figured it would be rather fitting it's an arrangement of The Legendary Beast by mm. Troy Garner it's quite old actually this arrangement but it's pretty good hopefully you guys enjoy it and uh, yeah next episode is scheduled for the 10th of September after the release of the VIII the remaster mm. just before TGS which should be exciting hopefully yes. we'll have a bit more of an idea about if they're going to show stuff maybe they'll announce some things yeah. in advance yeah. we'll see but yeah be sure to check out our news coverage at finalfantasy.com and uh, if you'd like to support the show then head over to patreon.com forward slash kh union alright it's time for us to say goodbye bye everyone and I'm Daryl saying goodbye this has been a finalfantasyunion.com production <laughs>